0: Hi. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm
1: here. I mute myself because I was blowing my nose. I didn't want that noise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I usually do that.
1: So there's gonna be there's gonna be probably like at least five minutes. Uh, you know, I was on the line, so it's gonna be oh, silent yeah. for a little bit. Okay. Just, just that you don't think that it's not working. Okay.
2: Okay. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Of yeah. course. No. So. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing today? I know, we get absorbed in different things, right? Yeah, yeah, I was just
2: totally absorbed. I'm finishing up my website, which is really exciting. Mm. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it.
1: Um, awesome. I would yeah, love to see you. it.
2: Okay. Uh, when it's done, I'll send it to you, yeah.
3: Yeah, that sounds yeah, great. Yeah, it's
2: exciting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really exciting. And I have a new project with a... um. I have a new client and I have had two projects with them so far and it could be, I I could have ongoing projects, you know, it could be a really big source of uh, work for me, which is fantastic.
1: That's Uh, fabulous. And you like working with them?
2: So far I do. I really do. They're, uh, they're so far they're great. So uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. It's great. A
1: new, new client and they're like, how did you, how do you connect? Is it most like word of mouth for you, or do you like referrals? How do they they find you?
2: It really is um, it's it's referrals. It's relationship based. So mm-hmm. I was um, initially I had been coaching Art, who was the CEO of Bullhorn, for three years, and then I went in house. and I actually I coached him through. Um, the transfer of ownership from a venture capital firm in Boston to private Uh equity. Um, And then I, he brought me in house to Bullhorn, as you know, for a few years and then I'm out now, but the private equity firm that acquired Bullhorn is now the new client. So it's sort of, you know, from one thing to another, it's sort of leaping from one relationship to another.
3: Um, Wonderful.
2: Yeah, it is. It's, uh, It's, it's wonderful <laughs> so and it is, it is
1: the best way because people already, you know who referred you just like in times that you referred me you know people already are like super warmed up to you that they know that you do amazing work
2: it's totally true it's like there's really no barrier you have to overcome um, once right. you get that referral so it's um, I don't do you know other than the i don't let's see I haven't really gotten any art any New clients from the articles I've written, um, but I do I did have a a prior client from like three or four years ago come back to me after he read my articles on LinkedIn, uh, so that's good, you know.
3: Yeah, um, absolutely. And the,
2: I'm not doing search engine optimization, um, but I'm just I'm just putting putting it there on the website, just having the website so that people if they need to know information about me, they can get it there. And they can nice, get a yeah. sense of my brand and my style and my credentials and stuff like that.
1: No, um, yeah, and it makes a big difference because that way you also have an online presence, you know, and somebody that, you know, they may refer like, well, you know, yeah, she's absolutely fabulous. Look at her website. You'll get a little bit more information about her, who she is, who she's worked with, you know. So, no, it's, it's very important. Yes.
2: Yeah. So it's great, and it's been um, it's been a really fun process putting the website together. And I have an amazing web designer who's in Hawaii, actually. <laughs>
3: oh, so,
2: yeah, yeah. So um, today I'm kind of weird because yesterday I had a very tough day. I got um, some milk duck blocks again, and yeah. uh, it was very painful. I had a bleb in the nipple. Do you remember what a bleb is? <laughs>
3: I have
1: like bleb. like well when you're like the milk the make the, the um the duct gets like blocked or something
2: Well there are milk ducts in the breast and there are little pores in the nipple that it comes out of and so a bleb is um when one of the nipple pores there's like a little skin that grows over the pore because it, it the body sometimes oh. thinks oh I have to there's a hole here I have to grow skin over it um, ah. And then the um um like it it's confused and then milk gets blocked up. So yesterday um I had a bleb and um then because of that bleb I had this whole sort of complex of blocked ducts. It was so painful and it was it's scary because it can escalate into mastitis as you probably remember and then you have to yes. take antibiotics for that and it it yeah. It, um, and I can't take antibiotics any I mean I can if I had to, but I because of my IBS it totally fucks up my my IBS and my uh, intestinal
3: flora. Right. So I yes. yeah. I go
2: in just sort of like a panic when this happens and I had to put everything on hold and just, you know, put heat on it and get Circe to nurse and pump and rest. Yeah. Um, and just the house went to hell and <laughs> um, and it was just sort of like um it was uh emotionally kind of overwhelming. And then afterwards I felt a little bit dizzy and flu like and I thought, Oh my god, what's going on? And it turned out okay. It was just that I hadn't been eating and drinking because I was so focused on the block. But it was a tough, very, very tough day. Um so mm-hmm. today I'm a little bit fragile, you know, I'm good, but I'm a little bit delicate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's like your body went through a whole thing, right? Yeah. And did you get any chance? Are you tapping now?
2: Yeah, I yeah, am, yeah.
1: Good. Did you get any chance to tap yesterday at all?
2: Um, I did a little bit because there was one time when I was in bed feeling sick and really, really had this overwhelming emotion about my mother and how great it would be if, like, in moments mm-hmm. like this, if she were here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how hard it is to be alone, you know. Like I, I'm sitting here alone dealing with this, and poor Sersha has to deal with me when I'm, I'm sick, you know. And and it would just yeah. be nice to have someone help a little, like make a cup of tea or play with Sersha, or just you know be there for me. And yeah. um, you know. And then like, what happens if I? get the flu or what happens if I pass out and what, ha- you know, like just having another human being around paying attention to my well-being and then in yeah. and, and turn Searsha, like it just, and I really, really grieved her again.
3: Yeah,
1: and it makes so much sense because this is, this is something where you just want, want your mom, want somebody to just, it's so when we get, when we feel so vulnerable and there's so much going on, especially with the breast the breasts are our mothering, but also our mothers. It's such oh. an incredible, yeah, breasts are all about mothering. It's all about the mom. I mean, if That's you think so about it.
3: yeah.
2: makes sense. And maybe, yeah. maybe it was the other way around. Maybe that I, for some reason, had some backed up grief about my mom not being here, and I had the, the breast yeah. problem. It could have been yeah. the other way around.
1: <laughs> absolutely, and and regardless of what is the chicken or the egg, the truth is that both are very combined,
2: right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So it is it is true, and I'm curious if, to a degree, having this wonderful older woman helping you, the new nanny, in a way is absolutely great, but it also reminds you of how much you actually want your mom. Yeah, can be.
2: Does
1: she continue to be really good?
2: Yeah, she's wonderful.
1: Right. She's
2: terrific, and she's sort of like a homemaking mentor. <laughs> she's so, she's so tidy, mm-hmm. you know, and like just the way you know she folds laundry and she does the dishes. Like she's just a homemaker, you know. She's, and she's there for her family, and you know, like she's doing what I want to be doing. If there were just a man who needed me to do it,
3: yeah, yeah. It's
1: like it, there's you know, it, it's so wonderful that you have finally created it right it's it's been a it's been a while, but it, it's because you wanted this since you were pregnant I wanted what you wanted this type of of yeah. nanny and yeah. since you were pregnant, you always talked yeah. about somebody older that was a, yeah. a that would be a presence that would that you could lean on and that she they wouldn't she would know more than you and uh, like a mentor in the home mothering and homemaker area.
2: Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. And I've got Sandra, who's sort of like an expert in the doula, postpartum doula stuff. So I have, I have like medical knowledge, medical experience, and then I've got her as sort of the homemaking mentor, and she's wonderful with Suresheds.
3: It's so great. I just
2: trust her completely, and and she's reliable and she you know, it's great. And I've been going to yoga so she comes on a Sunday sometimes now and I can go to yoga again and that's but, uh, wonderful. Yeah, it is. It's, the whole thing is fantastic. So yeah, it's wonderful. The only thing is I don't know where to move and it's like this is okay. Like I'm go I'm letting that go. Um but you know, there's it's summer again and While the beach and the ocean are totally amazing, the airplanes are coming out a little bit more. And, you know, that makes the air quality compromised at times. And it's sort of like just an ongoing reminder that I don't quite want to be here. But I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't want to dwell on that because I can't. I can't force it yet. You know, it's not, it's
1: not coming to me. It's so funny. It's not coming to me. Um, yeah. So, before we move on into anything else, Deb, how is, how does it feel the grief for your mom? Because that, it's gonna, it may hit you, it makes so much sense that it may hit you at different times as you become yeah. a mother. And, you know, and the grief, grieving, I don't think it's just a process that you start, you end it. It's like, it's mostly done, but there things events in life that can bring it up again and make it more alive right like what happened yesterday
2: you know the um i don't know if you've ever heard of a book called tuesdays with maury
1: yes Uh, i have actually i don't think if i i didn't recall it very clearly but i have heard of it
2: yeah there's a it's a beautiful book and i think there might be a documentary about it and he writes in there like he's In the documentary, he's talking about his his mother. And and he tears up and she had died like 15 years ago.
3: Mm, And he
2: says, you know, you never stop grieving the loss of your mother. Yeah. And that's true. You really don't. It doesn't go away. I mean, the intensity of it does, but.
0: It's not a daily thing like the first two years or daily grief.
3: Yeah. intense,
2: but um, it's, she's always missing, you know? It's one thing if she died when I was like, if if she lived until she was 90 and I was 70, you know, then that would be slightly different.
3: But,
0: but it's, it's such a
3: profound relationship,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're absolutely. Right. Especially because you had her in a in a good way for such such short time, right? Yeah, that's right.
3: Yeah.
1: But... And have you ever tried to connect with her? Of course, it's not the same at all. But have you ever just, if you close your eyes, can you get in touch with the with her energy, that loving energy, the the yeah. enlightened mom that is there for you and Yeah, I do. And
2: I mean and she visits me and I've had some profound, kind of very cool spiritual experiences with her. You know, she's always around. But it would be nice if she were in the physical world.
3: <laughs> of
1: course. Yeah. Absolutely. I am yeah, I I fully, fully understand. It's just
2: and it's such a tragedy for her because, I mean, look what she's missing out on. <laughs> yes, yeah. She's missing Absolutely. out on
3: this
2: amazing baby.
3: Yeah.
1: Amazing baby. Yeah. I'm so happy that you're still truly enjoying these. you know, the the whole period. Because sometimes it can, it can be a bit much. Do you ever get, like... Tired of it just the two of you, or just well, you just said, right? You want another adult.
3: But I never tired of,
2: like... of her company. Um, never, um, like, I never wish I didn't have to be with her. I never feel like I'd rather be doing something else. But mm-hmm. at times, I feel um, at times, I feel like I need a little. I need a little help, and I would like for someone else to be part of this picture. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm loving it more and more. You know, it doesn't it doesn't change. It's um, it's amazing. And she's just <laughs> she's so she's incredible.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: she's an incredible being, and um, she's 16 months and you know different challenges are coming are coming up and it's interesting you know to sort of see what it calls forth in me
1: right yeah absolutely and it is it's, it's a. and this is actually proof of what it's like to actually witness a child that feels fully protected accepted and loved that's an incredible experience. It
2: mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's so satisfying that she that she feels loved, you know, and that she feels completely adored and completely provided for. Yeah. It's so rewarding to see her just sort of like receive that and that nourishment, you know, it's it's great to see her,
1: <laughs> that and there's absolutely no doubt in her mind, and she's at peace and just enjoying her life, right? yeah, she's just being a little human
2: doing the things that humans do at this stage, you know, and <laughs> learning and, and she's so cute with other people she's just she has a constant smile on her face, and uh, she's she's just. She's a real love being, you know. She just, um, she blows.
3: Mm. And
2: all these other parents are like, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people are like competing around child development. When did your child sit and when did your child walk and is your child doing this and your child, like, and that is just so silly and, and, I don't engage in that, and I just sort of like to see her joy and her glow and her, you know, her being. That's what I'm trying, that's what I'm tuned into.
1: Wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that because, yes, I remember that, like what percentile you are in that I have no idea. She's growing. She's happy. She's healthy.
3: And, yeah. You know,
1: we're doing amazing. I have no idea. And I I never even heard of that. You know, it's like you have, I know some monitoring is good, but it's just sometimes it can be a little bit overdone, especially with first-time parents.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's such a pressure, you know. So I'm very yeah. happy to hear that that's not where you're at.
2: No, not at all. And I have one friend, the other single mother by choice, who is um
0: you know, her baby was born a few days ahead of hers and she's so much like that.
2: And it's really hard to deal with.
3: <laughs>
2: it's really hard to deal with. I just try to ignore it. But it gets tiring. It's like, "Oh god, come on." You
1: know. Well, I wonder if I wonder if you could name it? How would the, What would it be to name it? You know, it sounds, it sounds like you you're might... Because what kind of things does she say?
0: She's always saying how active her son is and how he's, like,
2: climbing and always moving and walking. And, you know, he it's like she's always... This is the latest thing. She's always telling me what's the latest singers with him and the search of doing that and and uh it, it's just she says it in a way that's like and everybody thinks their kid is the most wonderful thing in the world, which is great. But she says it in kind of like a competitive way. Um that's the atmosphere of it, you know, and it, it could be just walking or or I don't know. It's anything, anything and everything.
3: Yeah.
2: And I think it comes from an insecurity, you know, I think um, ultimately from her.
1: But um, Yeah, and maybe it's just a, a way of, yeah, some people get really, really hooked on what the kid is able to do, not able to do. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and just yeah. Uh, maybe there is a deeper concern, you know. Who knows? It could be insecurity. It could be like, oh, what what could happen if they don't? Um, there's people that are a lot more focused on the doing than on the being as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't want to spend a lot of time on her because it's not really, you know, important. She, um, yeah, it's not important, and she's not going to change. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to address it, quote unquote, with her because, you know. Okay, she's a no mathematician problem. and she's sort of, she just
1: doesn't quite oh. have the emotional intelligence to do it. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I'm, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So what would be the most, how, how, is your, how is your tenderness right now? Nothing more with the concern about your, you know, not concern, the grieving or the sadness about your mom. I
2: mean, it's still there, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit less or, like, less present, a little bit less raw.
3: Yeah. A little bit less raw, so.
2: How is Stefan's grief? I was thinking about him the other day.
1: He comes and goes. He says whenever he gets reminded, he just has, you know, a few tears, and he just, once in a while, you know, he tells me every other day, you know, I really miss my dad. Um, He's such an internal person, so... I think he's processing it in his own time. It's kind of, he's getting a little closer to his mom, which I think it's a good a good thing. And it's uh, it's hard because her memory is going. So it's like she's here, but, you know, going a little bit at a time. So it's mm-hmm. challenging, isn't it? It's just, um, I think overall he's doing pretty well. That's overall. good. Yeah, thank you. And what do you need today for um, you? I, so,
2: well, I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple things. One, one has to do with my mothering, and the other has to do with this guy, Matt, the astrophysicist. So the mothering thing that came up um, the other day is that, like, I think I might be a little OCD about certain things. Um, like, I'm not a meat freak. Like, my place becomes a mess. My office is kind of chaotic. They're not hugely chaotic. But it's a little messy. and But Like, if I'm cooking in the kitchen and I spill, which I do a lot, like, I'm kind of a, I don't, I'm a little clumsy in the kitchen and I drop things and I spill things and, like, I'll shake, you know, up the bottle of yogurt and realize that the top isn't firmly (laughs) on the top (laughs) of off and (laughs) Yogurt goes everywhere and I just, I get so, I have such a strong reaction to that. And the other day, not a good reaction. Um, the other day, Cirsha got one of those happy baby packets all over her the sweater that I'd gotten her, and I said, "Oh, Cirsha, look what happened!" And she looked down at her her sweater, and then she started to sort of shriek and cry.
3: <laughs> and
2: I was like, "Oh shit! I'm passing on my this is my problem, and I'm passing mm-hmm. on to her, and I've got to stop right away. It's ridiculous." Um, it's so not important. So, and that's just the first time that that's happened. So I'm nipping, nipping it in the bud, but it really...
0: Um, it, it, yeah, I've got to do something about it. There's some internal
2: reaction I have when the house is not tidy or everything's not in order or the kitchen is... But on the other hand, like, I can have... Big messy play dates, and she can. It's some sort of struggle inside of me around tidiness. And like, I let her play in ways like with sensory play with, you know, she'll play with the mushrooms and the olive oil and the, and she will make huge messes. But then, if I'm not in that mindset and I'm trying to get things done and something like that happens, she puts her hand in the yogurt or she puts her hand in the motion and makes a massive mess. Yeah. I get there's a little there's a part of me that gets all tensed up inside and that's what I'm passing on to her and I don't want to do that.
1: I I gotta yeah. change it. I gotta change it. So let's look at what is it because, you know, I, I had some something I I still have something like that. I really need my environment to be somewhat neat, you know? Uh and what so what comes up if you if you get in touch with that tension of like oh my god this is like this is over over the line too much? Can you get in I touch
2: with it's, that? It's like yeah. a feeling of overwhelm because I'm having a hard time doing everything, mothering her, being present as her mother, and mm-hmm. keeping you know food in the fridge and keeping the kitchen. Somewhat usable. <laughs> like right now, it's it's a total disaster because of yesterday, and you know I wasn't able to get to the dishes in the sink, and and um, and then then the kitchen, the dining room table gets covered with stuff, and it's just sort of like a feeling of overwhelm. And then when she wants to do something that creates even more of a mess, I feel. Like I can't keep up with all of it, you know. And it's a sort of like a certain amount of, like one drop too many, you know. It's like if you add one drop to the cup of water, and the wa and the glass the cup is empty, it's just one drop at the bottom of the cup. But if you add one drop to the top of it, when the cup is totally full, it spills.
3: Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. And take a breath and actually get in touch with it. Right? Just notice it in your body. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Get in touch with that <sighs> sense of tension in your body. overwhelmed, like too much. Just the glass is overflowing. It's just like, can't handle it. Right? It's, it's a sense of like too much. Can't handle it. It's too much yeah. on my plate. And now go back to when was the first time that you remember, like, was any was your house when you were little like that in any way? Could be just in a physical way, because we're talking physical, but also emotional, because what we're talking about here is chaos. Yeah, yeah. Did it feel like it was physically chaotic, emotionally yeah. chaotic?
2: When my dad um, lost his job um, and he started, my mom started working and he sort of started running the house, it was total, total chaos. It was just
1: like, I hated it. Yeah. So mom was working and dad was mostly in the house he was working, but he
2: was more working from home and working part time or working in different, you know, he had been an air traffic controller then he went on strike against the government in 1981 or whatever. And then he was doing like bartending at night or whatever. And my mom had a regular job and, um, and she, um, so he was at home most of the time during the day and it was just, I hated his homemaking style. I hated it. That's it. And my sister and brother live that way. Like, my sister lives in a pigsty. And my brother is a little bit more, not not as bad as my sister, but closer. So, yeah. yeah. But I also have a hard time with organizations. I have to have an organization because like papers and files and stuff. I haven't... I hire someone to come in and help me with that because I'm not good at it.
1: Well, cause it, but it's also that it comes all the way back there because imagine, so you hated it, right? You hated it. And just connect with that. It's like that that sense of just like, I can't handle this, it's too much, right? It's like your nervous system. Plus, I imagine that it was not just I mean, not that it was just, but not just the the physical environment being messy and not knowing, but it's also it provides it is it overstimulating to your nervous system as a little girl. Yeah, there's a level of uncertainty, and in addition to you know dad's moods that probably fluctuated.
2: Yeah, exactly. It was a it was a complete. It was everything. It was like the chaos and uncertainty of losing his job and, and his anger and his moods and his bullshit, you know, his mental stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it has a negative association
1: in his sense of, like... And how old were you when that happened?
2: Uh, it was probably 13 or 14 years old. <laughs>
1: So, let's connect with her and just help her. How is that? Yeah. She's the one that is like is like you go probably you know seriously, just put a hand in the yogurt and you're going straight back there. Your nervous system is like,
3: like whoa uh, it's like yeah. too much
1: this This is just, you know, like you said, the last drop this is gonna is gonna turn into that house that is out of control. Everybody's out of control, and your siblings were much younger. How old was your sister?
2: My sister was eight and my brother was three.
1: Oh, God. So, I I mean, I can imagine what the house looked like. Just a disaster.
2: It was a total disaster. (laughs) And there was, like, laundry hanging everywhere. I mean, mean, it was, you know, his sense of order was ridiculous. I mean, his sense of, like... um, Home was utilitarian. It wasn't um, like he put a massive desk in the middle of the living room and he was running his office, his work out of there and he would write on the walls. (laughs) He would
3: write
2: write phone numbers for the pizza place on the door. I mean, it was just,
1: he just (laughs) was, crazy well but do you understand where now your lack of organization with papers comes from right i mean what did you learn yeah nobody taught you this is how you do it you have a system you file you organize you put things away right there was nothing not not only was nothing like that but on top of it everything was all over yeah in very just messy places, just a total disaster. Yeah, no wonder it's like the the sense of overwhelm so much. So let's just see if you can connect with that thirteen-year-old. Mm. And after you connect, let me know. We'll start tapping on her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's like,
2: what the fuck? <laughs>
1: right,
3: exactly.
2: What is going on here? Oh, my God. It's like such a total change.
1: Yeah, so just invite her to tap along with you. She can even tap on herself or imagine you're tapping on her. She's old enough, however, it feels right. Oh, and just yeah. we're just going to tap with her. What the fuck, people? What the fuck, people? It's incredible. Who on earth would... Keep a house like these. It's incredible. Who on earth would keep a house like this? And you are old enough to notice. And you're old enough to notice. Because now you're aware of what other people's houses look like.
2: Because now you're aware of what other people's houses look like.
1: And yours it's just a pigsty. sty. And yours is just a pigsty. sty. It's just a total disaster. It's a total disaster. And it feels so overwhelming. And it feels so overwhelming to you. There's nobody in charge. Well, <laughs> that's a worst thing, right? There was somebody in charge that was totally, at, at the minute that I said it. So, yeah, you you just name it. Go for it. <laughs> There's a total disaster who's in charge.
2: The guy who's in charge is creating this atmosphere. Like he's a he's just he operates on a system that's totally wacky. Yeah. And he's creating an, he's creating the external environment that is representing
1: his internal wackiness. Yeah. And it's really scary. And it's really scary. It's nuts. It's, yeah. It's like it's so like, right, exactly. So out of control.
3: Yeah.
2: It's out of just, control, but he's the one that's in control. But he's, he's setting the tone, but it's out of control.
3: Yeah.
1: And and it's just so overwhelming to be in this space.
2: And it's so overwhelming to be in this
1: space. It makes absolutely no sense. Oh, it makes absolutely no sense. And there's no way actually talking to him. And there's no way talking to him or doing
2: anything about it.
1: Yeah. And the space feels so, like, what would you say, like, oppressing? Or... Yeah. Of course. It's chaotic
2: mm-hmm. and oppressive and claustrophobic. And it's like his psyche is externalized on the house now. Like his psyche has a physical manifestation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like spilling over him and yeah. it's
3: just
1: too much to handle. Oh,
3: I'm yawning so much. This is good.
1: Yeah, this is very
3: good. Yeah.
2: it's too much to handle. Like his psyche is out of control.
1: So what, let's ask her what she needs because she's like, is she feeling a little bit calmer, understanding? Like maybe it would be good to tell her for a minute, you know what? I totally understand that you feel this way.
2: I totally understand that you feel this way, and there's a good reason for it. It's totally legitimate. <laughs> yeah,
3: You know, absolutely. What's, what's happening
2: It's nuts. It's totally nuts.
1: And it's, it's totally normal, normal that your nervous system is on overload.
2: Yeah, it's totally normal that your nervous system is on overload.
1: And you yeah. just cannot handle
2: it. And you just cannot handle it.
1: On top of it, you, I don't know how much you remember, Deb, but she had an 8-year-old sister and a 3-year-old brother that were probably either asking for attention or messing things even worse. Yeah. I don't know how much dad took care of them. Do you have any memory of that? I did a lot of child care. I did a ton yeah. of child care. Yeah. And I because understand was, it even... Yeah, go ahead.
2: He was just in his own world. His head was so convoluted in his work. Like, it, it took so much. He was overwhelmed, right? Because he... Right he just couldn't handle life. He could not handle the position he was in, not being a great breadwinner anymore all of a sudden and having to defend that choice to lose his job and go on strike and lose his income and then have his income slashed and not provide and then all of a sudden he has three dependent children and, and he has to run a household. Like, he was just completely overwhelmed. Yeah. Never mind it's psychic, like never mind being, you know, screwed up psychologically.
1: Yeah. What
0: does she need? Can we ask her what she needs? He needs a way to sort of step outside it and
2: not be consumed by it, you know? Yeah. Like a way to live in it um, without being overwhelmed by it and observing it as opposed to being consumed
0: by it and it consuming her. Yeah. Does she want to say something
1: to that or would she like to just have like a fairy or someone just come and clean? Because we can create anything for her. This is very important because what we really go after is not that she has to learn to cope, but she could actually figure out a way to really release the tension in her nervous system because that's exactly what's happening today. There's a moment where your nervous system goes on edge. It's like, oh, too much. So it's not about coping. It's about... How can we actually just really say
0: it's it's good? Everything is good. Okay, so we can redesign
2: it. So what I would like, what she would like, is to have a really wonderful homemaker come in and create the environment instead of um, her father.
1: Perfect. That's perfect. So notice that somebody comes in and and is it okay if she tells her dad, you know what, dad, we're, somebody's going to come and help us. It's going to help you so you can actually, you know, do everything calmer and we're going to, there's somebody, and he, this is, it, you know, the higher self of dad who's very open to receiving help because he does acknowledge feeling completely overwhelmed. And oh. just... Is it okay to receive that
0: help? Absolutely.
2: He's actually relieved by it. He's like, oh, good. I don't want to do that anyway.
0: He's going to focus
2: on his stuff and be consumed by his own inner world and not worry about all this other stuff. He doesn't like this responsibility.
3: Right.
1: So there she comes. There's a homemaker that has, like, maybe helpers and things just like Going to where they're supposed to go, and the house just starts transforming. It's just a huge, huge shift.
2: Yeah, the whole atmosphere like we have someone cooking, we have someone cleaning, and doing laundry, and organizing, and
0: creating a beautiful,
2: warm, open environment.
0: So the house starts really
1: shifting. Maybe, you know, opening windows and allowing the warm breeze to flow through. And she's just like, can you notice how her nervous system is just slowly relaxing. relaxing?
2: yeah, totally relaxing. And opening, like a flower, you know, just totally opening. Right.
1: And that it's okay. It's okay. You okay. know, she can always call, up, call upon this person. And even when things get, you know, things may get a little messy, she can always just relax, knowing that things will
0: be taken care of. Yeah. This homemaker comes in
1: with her team and just somebody's cooking, somebody's organizing, things get cleaned up, walls, toys, everything. Mm. And not so much is on her,
3: right?
2: Yeah. And now she can just use this as an environment, like an incubator for her own self and her own growth phase and her own development in the world,
0: as opposed to being closed in by it, you know, and shut down by it. is there anything else that she would need to just feel like she, she can lean back
1: and trust that everything will be all right? Yeah, she
2: needs to have her father's office, like maybe they need to make a whole, put him in the garage, like create a mm-hmm. new office. Yeah. Over there, outside the house, so he can have all this weird brain stuff go on out there in a separate
0: space. Just get it out of the house. Wonderful. So that happens already. He's he's not even there.
3: That's
0: great. Yeah, because that's that's
3: exactly... Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And there's somebody taking care of her siblings, so it's not all on her again, right? She could just... And maybe she has to go out and play, or what would she like to do? She can do anything
0: she wants. going to laze around. She didn't yeah. do much lazing around in her life.
1: Wonderful. So she gets to laze around. Maybe she's <laughs> re- yeah doing whatever she wants or nothing at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially yeah. nothing at all. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what she wants to do. Just have a really wonderful room where she can just
1: do nothing. Yeah. And feel
2: good, exactly.
1: And feel good that that everything is okay. And this is and that this is her job. This is like this is as a child what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah,
3: exactly. Really.
1: Yeah, being yeah. just being. You know, she goes to school. She gets some stuff done, but but she's she also gets to just relax and trust that she's protected, that she's taken care of. She doesn't need to just. Cheaked
0: out, mhm, yeah yeah ah how are you doing right now? Better And throughout this whole
2: thing, it makes me realize um, I had a mother's helper come in um once a week, and now she's graduated, and so she's leaving. She's returning to New York. I'm, maybe I need to find another mother's helper
0: um, mm. just to come and help me tidy up and keep things sort of. I mean, the house is pretty good, you know, but um, wonderful, but
2: you know, like I kinda of lose control of the dishes and or maybe I need someone to come in and cook, like do some of the stuff so I don't you know, what what I end up doing, which is sort of cool for Circia, is on some days, Saoirse, I put Circe in the kitchen sink and she can play there for probably eighty or ninety minutes.
3: <laughs> wow. And I, um,
2: I will do the dishes and I might cook and and she is just happy as a clam. And so um, that works really well. I can be washing the dishes or putting them in the dishwasher and cooking all at the same time. But there are some days when I get behind on cooking and um, cleaning and everything, and maybe I just need a little more help of that nature.
1: Um, Absolutely. And and also the, the... one piece that I, I mentioned that you may have this but your your nanny, I don't remember her name, but it might be a really wonderful um what's her name? Rosa. Rosa, great. So one thing that, that Rosa could help you do if you haven't um if you don't have this in every area is like like things have a home. You know, like everything in your in the house has a home to where it belongs. So when mm-hmm. it goes out of place you know where it goes back to. And you know, and, you know, Saoirse, to her ability, you know, her little toys go in a place, and then your your um, mom's helper, you know, the mother's helper can come in, and she also knows where things go. So, you know, so it's a day-to-day that gets out, out of place and messy, but you can always know where it goes. Because I think what I have found in houses is that the biggest issue is when you have a bunch of things and don't have a home. Right.
2: And there is sort of, I have sort of that problem of stuff that ends up on the the two surfaces in the dining room. Like there's kind of like this sideboard. Well, it's, it's a big dresser, actually, where um, we have our, just for right now, the clothing dresser is in the dining room. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a big surface that, because um, I just got a king size bed or surfaces in my bedroom. And, and I'm trying to keep, I have kind of a minimalist style, so I'm trying to just put the bed in there with also her, I don't know, maybe anyway, I, maybe I could help, get some help rearranging and organizing things. And I do have, maybe Rosa, that's a good idea, maybe Rosa could help with that. Or I have an organizational consultant coming um, in June, and she
0: helps with my filing and stuff, Um She
2: could yeah. probably also help with this other
1: stuff. But Rosa is yeah, no, better for the homemaking, like that. To maybe with certain areas, you may be awesome. And there's, you know, I, I always, when I go to Ikea, I absolutely love how they have these different organizing, because, you know, it sounds like Ikea is meant for small places, small spaces, so they have all these organization things that I would have never thought of, you know? Like yeah. cubbies, where, they, you know, each cubby is like a drawer and you can put things in there that you know there are loose ends i was like okay so all the papers that have relate to these go in these drawer all things that go connected with whatever else go in this other space so it's it's a little bit more organized yeah that's a great idea yeah. so that is like so it's a combination of allowing your nervous system to relax enough that you can actually think of, you know, how to proceed and how to take action with without being from an an overwhelmed system, where you're yeah. just like over the edge and it's like whoa, too much, right? Yeah. And it is because it's it's finding that balance. It's and it's, and I completely understand because I do like having the house neat, but at the same time, I understand that there's moments that things get all messy and out of place, especially with a toddler. You know, maybe there's days that she gets all the pots out of the cabinet and then you're just exhausted or something happened that you didn't get you know, to putting them away. It it happens. Yeah. It right. is the nature of this age. So if in in you know, if overall things are in are in their own places then it makes it a little easier. Right.
2: Yeah, and I had just gotten, like, a system for the laundry, which is superb. Like, I bought this beautiful table to fold the laundry, and I have two baskets, one for the dirty laundry, another basket for the clean laundry, and, like, there's a nice system in the, in the sort of utility area behind the kitchen, and so I have some of that worked out, but not all of it. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That's so, a great suggestion, get Rosa on the job, because I'm sure she would be great at it. Oh, yeah, she's great, and I think I'm really ready for the man to come in. Like, I think it would be great, you know. It would. I know that my business is getting up, and I'm putting the website up and stuff. But it would be so nice just to put that on cruise control, have you know five or six clients a year, and focus much more on this. It would be so much better. Yeah. And that can also be what's contributing to the stress because May is the last month I'm getting any income from my job, my prior uh. job. I was on severance for four months, so here on out, it's like I eat what I kill, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And
3: that
1: that is. Like,
2: a- and I have a couple of those, like I'm having to collect invoices, but. I don't know that I'm going to collect it. Warren owes me, actually his company owes me a bucket of money, and I don't know that he's going to give it to me.
1: Why wouldn't he?
2: (sighs) I don't really know, but
1: he has kind of this avoidance thing. Mm, So you know what? I think it's hugely important that you just just really bring it up and remind him until...
2: I have, and I sent him the bill, and, and I was like, "If you want to discuss the bill, or you know, that's fine. You know, if if your company is struggling and you want to negotiate this bill, let me know. If you want to, um, you know, come up with a payment plan, fine, let me know. But we need to address it, and then I don't hear from
0: them.
1: You know what? Then put put yourself, because I, I had similar situations with some people. What I would recommend is just. Put something on your calendar, and every Monday, every Tuesday, or every whatever, you just send a reminder. You can even copy the same, the same message and send it over again. By the way, I want to make sure that you got this message and you send it over again until right. so he pays right attention to it. Yeah, don't, don't let it go. I think it's, it's very important. It's a lot of
2: money. I mean, it's a lot of money. <laughs> and you know what? It's from 2016. I was oh my flexible God. enough to allow... You know, to sort of postpone the billing because they were in a they're in a situation, you know, that they're trying to. Um, He's you, probably told you they're trying to uh, transfer equity ownership of the company, and yeah. they need the books to look a certain way. And I was like, fine, you know, I'll postpone it. But now it's like, you know, it's it's the end of the second quarter of 2017, and it hasn't been addressed. So I, I think it's right. time.
3: I,
1: it's time. Yeah, just back him until you get it. I mean, there's, it's not like you're asking for any charity, it's work you've done.
2: That's right. It's work I've done. It's had a really positive impact on the company. And, uh, right, I'm not running a charity.
1: Good. That sounds great.
2: But the problem is that part of it is my fault because I don't, I didn't, I've been in, it's been such a long relationship. Working relationship and we're friends. It's such a high trust environment that I didn't, I didn't have like a contract and an agreement and a plan when I started the work. I just sort of assumed we would work it out, and um, yeah. I will never do that again because um, it it creates muddy water.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that so, doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean at all that uh, that you have to let it go even without a contract, you know? It, what is it that they say? Uh, uh, what is it, the squeaky wheel gets, uh, gets the oil degree. or something like that? Yeah. Degrees? There you go. So be a squeaky wheel. You're right. I mean, it, think about all the support that you would get with that money. You know, mother's helper. You can have someone yeah. come and cook once a week for you, put things yeah. in the freezer so you're more relaxed. So many things you could be doing. Yes. Yeah. So go for it. Okay, great. All right. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, it does. Fabulous. Excellent. And great Deb, advice. Thank you. Of course. Deb, I know that, um, I don't know, do you have any, do we have, no. You know that I'm going to be, in, I'm doing a training next week, and then we're on vacation for a couple of weeks. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I actually, I am so glad that I got you because, I know that you have something for both the 13. Actually, you know what? The 13, we may be able... I think the 13, we may be able to have a session on the 10th, but the 20th, I'm gone. So I won't the be sixth able year, to we have something on the 6th or no?
3: Let's see.
1: No, I don't have it. No, we don't have anything on the 6th. On okay, the sixth, so I'm actually on my first day of training. I won't be able to. Okay, so we have no other
2: appointments this week, right?
1: Uh, no.
2: Okay, good. No other than the week of the fifth. No other appointments. No appointments then.
1: Right, and we have the next one. We have is the 13 at okay. 10 a.m.
2: Does that work?
1: Uh, yes. I think that's going to work. I think that's okay. going to work. And then what I'm going to and then we have one on the 20th that I need to delete. Okay. And then let me see, and I'm coming back. Yeah, we have to change the one for the 27th because okay. that's the day that I come back. I All could, right. could switch it. Uh We could switch it to to Thursday. I don't know if that works for you. Um, Does that work for you? Or you want to just... No, that
2: week i going to be in... That's
3: interesting.
2: I'm going to be in California that week, actually. Okay. New project. Um, I'm not sure what my plans are. I don't know. I, w- let me figure out what my return
1: um, absolutely
2: is, and then yeah. I'll get back to you for that week. Um, and then, do we have one for the fourth? We do. Okay, great. Yeah. And then we're just every Tuesday after that, yeah.
3: Yes. We yeah. have, Yeah.
2: Okay, super. Yeah. So yeah. what I need to do as soon Go as ahead, I sorry. have my travel plans nailed down, I will get back to you about the week of the 26th.
1: Perfect. And, if, you know, and you know that you can always reach out. I am going to be reachable through email. You know, it may take me a little bit longer to answer, maybe you know, 24 or 48 hours. But if you need me, just let me know. And I, you know I always make a little window for us.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And when I send you text, it looks like um, I send it to you on your email you and know what what's saying? happening?
1: I What happens is that I answer my. I need to actually go to, to the Mac stores because I, I had integrated my phone with my computer. I like answering texts from my computer because it's much easier for me to type. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless I am on my phone. And what happens is that somehow they got disconnected. So when I send it from my computer, it seems like it's actually, it actually comes from my email, which is connected with my phone. So that's what. And so sometimes you may actually get my text. In two ways, right? So I need to I need to fix that. But you can no, definitely send it to my phone. My phone is perfect because that those I would always get both in my computer and in my and in my
0: phone. Okay, I'm not sure. One sec. what is your phone number? Yeah, you have Mm
1: -hmm. 413-530-4174.
0: Okay. 530-4174. And
1: I believe, let me double check, but I believe this one was our fourth one. There's no rush because we won't see each other, you know, we won't connect, but I just wanted to mention it.
2: Okay, I'm sorry, can you tell community one more time,
1: 413-530-4174.
2: Uh-huh. Superb. This is something else I lost by getting a new phone. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, Good, now all you right, have superb. it. superb, excellent. excellent, excellent. All right, Perfect. so I will, um, we are not on until two weeks from now, right? Right. right, that's right. Okay, great. And, but if anything comes up, we'll be in touch.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay,
0: big hug. Take care. Okay, you too. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.